I'm Brian, this is Reggie, and this is R&B Talks. Hi, Brian. Hi, Reggie. Hello, everyone. I hope your week has been good. It's kind of raining and sucky here, but that's all right. Um, so how was your week, Reg? It's good, man. I know every week when we do these episodes, I like have this exasperated sigh, and I say... <laughs> <laughs> Here's what here's what happened this week, man. I, I we so for some reason I I was I have like three days could not sleep like worth a, just no. Either I got woken up or there was something else or whatever. So like I guess it was Thursday. <laughs> my wife looks at me, she goes, "Oh, you don't look good at all." And I was like, it <laughs> "Thanks." Was, oh, it was like it was like five thirty, and I'm like, I look like death warmed over, you know. She's like. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, I said, I promise I'm not sick. I'm just struggling to like stay awake and like, cause I'm just done after usually I can get like minimal sleep for a few days, but at that, that I'm done. I'm, I know it. It's like a, a middle of the next day. I'm like, okay, this ain't working. I'm going to have to like sleep as long as I can. So, <laughs> so I went to bed early and, and I did. And then I woke up really early cause I, you know, I wasn't, I'm not used to like going to bed at like nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so then I'm tired the next day, but then, then last night I was like, I, I, deter, I was determined to sleep in today. So I did. So now I feel okay. But that, that was like the cornerstone of my week though, was just the, my sleep was just weird and it really messed me up. And I even had like a one-on-one with my, with a, a VP this week. And he was like, what's going on, man? You see him all doom and gloom. I'm like, bro, ain't nothing to do with that. I'm just, I'm just done. I'm, yeah, I'm cooked. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Yeah. It's been a weird week. Like it's been a struggle. Like I just have felt disjointed all week long. Like I've been like, like something's off and I can't really figure it out. Right. But I'm just trying to. You know, just keep swimming until I figure out what's going on. Not that there's anything major wrong, but I think a lot of it too is through a lot of our episodes, I've plied out some things to work on for myself and I've really bared down on working on those things this week. And that's part of it too, is when I'm really determined to do something, I will pour all of my energy into it. Agreed. And, you know, I've been thinking about all of our episodes and things that I need to work on and get better at, man. And I've made a, you know, a specific focus to work on those things to try to get myself straightened out and feel good and you know because like all others i struggle at times right so well speaking of that mm -hmm. my beard i know dude i wasn't gonna say anything well it's it's not that i i I love my beard and i've had it now I, i so the last time i shaved my face in any fashion was in 2010 I just want you to know I saw a picture of you with no beard, I know. just bare face on weird, Facebook, right? dude. I was like, what well, so is that? For many years, <laughs> like, so when I shaved my head in my early 20s, I mean, I was, man, I was not even 21 yet, and I shaved my head. Um, I didn't like having no facial hair, so I grew a goatee. So I had a goatee for like, I don't know, 10 years or something. And then, like I said, about, I think it was 2010, I said, you know what? I'm just going to grow a full beard. And I have not touched it. Not, it's never been trimmed. It's never I'm nothing like at all. You need right? to box that piece up, man. Well, that's the thing. So I was thinking about, I was thinking about a lot of things, like how to step up some stuff. And, you know, because it's like, you know, I work from home 
and I, I took the step a while back to like dress up better when I'm like on video. So I, I'll wear like business attire in my chair up here just to fulfill the part, be on video, look a little more professional. And then I thought, you know, my beard's got to be part of that. So here lately, that's what I've been thinking about. And it's like trying to find a place that does and can do like a really excellent job of taking care of like a beard style trim type of thing. So the problem with that is that, you, you know, a barber um, is, is where you want to go, except you don't really know if those barbers are like beard people. Like there's there, you really, I mean, their beard is different than a haircut and there it's, I think it's a, it's a special kind of thing. Right. So I don't know. Cause I haven't been to a barber in God knows how long. And I don't know if like any modern day barbers are do both equally well, or some do, I'm, I'm sure it's kind of, you know, there's people known for that or not. So it's trying to find that around here. That's uh been complicated and a little time consuming i know there's a place close to us but i don't know the name of it um i haven't been clean shaven completely i think since i was 22 years old um you know just started dating my wife decided to you know trim up a little bit and actually didn't mean to just cut a little too deep and was like yep i'm screwed now done so i shaved it clean and it's never been shaved completely well, since it's like it's my beard has been a statement for so long right and and i do like it's not like i don't comb it or or make sure it's got you know not all knotted up or, yeah. or you know i've used various different beard products to see if they did anything whatsoever um so it's just nothing has really been like yeah and then what and my beard's just weird because it's not like it, it it's not like as full as some of these other guys like you see mm -hmm. on the on the internet, the, like the dense ones, it looks like yeah. they have a beard on steroids. Yeah, it's like yeah. the, the, it mm -hmm. might as well be like it might as well just be like solid iron ore on their face yeah. that they just like chisel away to get this like perfect looking thing. So I know I don't <laughs> have that kind of thing, but it, you know I'm like, well, surely they that we can I can get it trimmed up and looking pretty good. So I'm gonna try to find I'm gonna try to find that. The other thing is one of the one of the best places that have been that I saw and I did some research on was this place over in Louisville. And they, but they don't do appointments. Like you get, you get to like sign, go to their website in the morning and get in their queue. And then you just, you know, when your turns up, that's when you go in. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. There's no way. I mean, I, I got a regular job that I'm too busy. Dude, there's got to be mom and pop joints around. Well, there are. I'm just you saying know. the one place I found that was like, you know, they showed like a picture and, and this had some descriptions of their beard trims and stuff. I was like, okay, cool. That, that's, that, that's it. But I would, I wouldn't be able to do it because I can't, I can't make that kind of commitment. <laughs> you know what shocks me? That's it. As industrious a man as you are, that you haven't figured out a way to do this on your own yet. Man, it's not that I have, okay. I, I don't want, okay. I haven't, I'm afraid. I tell you what, I don't want to screw it up. That's really what it is. I'll be honest with you. Ever since I started using like a beard balm and a beard brush, mine has looked better. Like, yeah, I, I literally was like a Ted Kaczynski impersonator for a while. Like, it was ridiculous. Well, man. I have like, I have like a, I have like a, um, I don't know what it is, a buffalo horn, like comb that is that I use to like after I shower and stuff to really get make sure it's all all good. And then I have like a, a another beard brush I use specific for that on sometimes. Um, I've bought like a whole bunch of these other specialized things that mm -hmm. they didn't really, I didn't really like. 
Um, I've used all kinds of these different beard balms and oils and stuff. And uh, the only, the one that I really the the one I like the most is a buddy of buddy of ours <laughs> made for me out of just he made it. So you got some straight homemade beard balm. I got some straight telling. homemade beard balm. That, is, that some, is the best stuff I've ever used. That is some. That is some hardcore loving of the beard. I know, that but you, it, as somebody sits down and figures out how to formulate their own, it's, it's some like, hardcore beard. Well, loving. and it's my, so Julie loves it, dude, because it smells. It's like got like mint and in like a chocolate smell to it. So it's like I walk around with a freaking, you know, mint cookie on my face, dude. <laughs> so you know, I just I've started to use that more. I um, had to go to unscented beard balm because my wife would smell me and be like, "Get away." <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like you stink yeah, yeah. i'd be like but it's sandalwood and she's like it's it, it doesn't smell like sandalwood she goes it smells like you got greasy oil on your face so i went to a completely scentless i, I don't use a scentless beard oil right because i wash that out right because you put the beard oil in you leave it in for a while then you wash it out you get a nice tea tree i'll tell you something else that's helped soften up my beard and shape it is i use a tea tree shampoo but see, um, but you have like no that's like it's like just a scraggly looking little bitty ass beard on thanks you. man thanks for making me it's feel just, good about my beard it's just like beep, beep, it's all right baby beard uh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so for what everybody was watching reggie just took a giant crap hole on my beard <laughs> Telling you what, man. No respect. I mean, you got. I know what you're talking about, Rodney. You got to get up your beard game. Man. <laughs> hey, you got to realize, I didn't even get into the beard game till like a year and a half ago. I know, man. It, I was in the well, goatee game, and I got a solid goatee if I let it grow. I just don't. I don't. Well, okay. Clicks aside, yeah. you know. It, it, here's what I do think: if like you have the facial hair to do it, you should grow a beard out. And I mean, look, I know I realize people are with like. They have like their their wives or whatever, and they're like their wives would would never want that. But like there is there is something about a beard that just that that separates and like adds a maturity and and kind of designation to yourself. Because I'll say this: like, there's one thing you can look at a dude with a big beard, like he obviously can commit to something. Yeah, for a while for for legit skis, right? <laughs> you know. So what you're saying is I'm non-committal. No, what's up, bro? No, no. What's up? <laughs> but you know, but I'm just saying there's 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 you know, a beard does say something about you, and like, and that's what I mean too. I don't want it to. I, I've let it go so long since I really didn't. I'm just getting to that point in my life where mm-hmm. like I'm 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 done being like in. I I really need to be more. I need to look more wise and I need to be present more presentable to dude, a wider audience. You, you are the white Gandalf dude. Come on. Well, no, but I'm, like just beards going crazy. Like, you know, if I can make it look better then I should. Right. Probably so. You know, yeah. it's like, that's why I don't let it get all down my neck or get all up high on my cheeks just because I, I want, I like it. I've actually grown it long, but it takes forever to grow my beard long. It does. Um, it takes years, dude. And, and it's Can. very much uh, a lot to deal with, like a lot, right? Like I, I got it out to about a inch or inch and a half one time, and it looked great because I was able to sculpt it and use the beard gel to kind of control the sides, and everything was tight, and it wasn't all these crazy flying hairs. But, dude, it's 25 minutes in the morning with my beard. Well, I don't have to do all that nonsense. Well, because my, I don't have, like, I don't have fine beard hair. Mine's coarse. Mine's like an armadillo's back, dude. It's ridiculous. I don't know what mine is, to be honest. Yours isn't coarse. Yours, you've got that nice, long, like, 
Like that, you've got the weight where it'll pull the beard down, right? But I don't took, have that weight. It took so long, though, dude. Oh, no doubt. Because it, I mean, it wasn't what a third that length when we first met. I don't know. It's hard I mean, to say. You didn't have it. No, you had one, but you didn't have that one. No, right? I mean, it took it took a very, very. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I didn't touch it on purpose because I wanted it to mm-hmm. get to a certain length and like would would get to somewhere. And I had to con- you you constantly like comb it and brush it in order to like make it. Yeah. shape where you sort of what you want my problem is just basically i have too many frays going on it's like it, there's no defined edges yeah. around it and i don't even know if you can with mine because this like i said it's not like those oh dude you should see some of the brilliant stuff i see some of these guys do you well, can I, for sure i know but like and there's someone there's somebody somewhere close I, to us that can do that probably but i envy those middle eastern dudes yeah who can who has that like it's like this black just Almost looks like it's a solid material. Like high density. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm and it's, like, it's, oh. all, it's like slightly curly, but it still lays down. To yeah, make well, that and then dense. what they'll do, and they got hair too still, so they can like yeah. style it here and make it shade and, you know, all freaking and have this like defined up here. Like, looks like, you know, somebody carved them out of marble. I'm yeah. like, you bastard. You want that, don't you? I, well, I would, but you I know. bet you can. I bet you can. I don't know, bro. We're gonna see. I'm gonna. I, that's why I'm saying where I'm going. I need to find someone I really would like I, trust. You no, know, now I'm gonna help you look, right? Because well, because this is this is the other thing. It's been. It was so long for me to get my beard to the point where I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> that I don't want to get to the point where I'm like, oh, I gotta now I gotta eat, grow this thing out for another like four years. Before. Do you do? Do you do any <laughs> kind of beard enhancement, like growth stuff, some serum or something on there? See, I tried that and it didn't do a dang thing no i think I, at one point i did and it was like no it, it didn't no. it didn't it didn't scratch the surface my beard didn't grow any faster any denser no. i was like it, and i combed this stuff in for like three months no there's no magic dude i mean like there's stuff that'll like give you give your give it more nutrients to where it can do as much as it can do yeah but it, there's no there's nothing out there that's going to be like oh poof here's your beard you know yeah. no no she like just go buy a fake one and tape it on your face <laughs> Well, they do, would, yeah. dude. They have beard transplants. They do. Are you, you kidding me? Well, dude, I was watching this one guy because after you and I talked about this the last time, like this guy had a chalk line and he would draw chalk lines on dudes' faces and cut in to trim their beard. The way he was doing it, I was like, but it, when he was done, it was so perfect. And and the dude that had the beard was like this Viking red beard. And dude just was in there and he was taking this thing and drawing lines in the longer part of the beard and then trimming there and then boxing. By the time he was done, this was the most dude. NASA scientists probably would have struggled figuring that out. And this guy literally taught himself and it said he was self-taught. Like he'd started doing this as a hobby and now that's what he does as a profession. Well, see, but like if if you had a beard, that's like one of those that grows back really quick and like you can, it's really full. If you screw it up, it's no big deal. It'll grow back in like no time. Well, for me though, if I screw it up, it takes a long time to grow back. Especially all this over, like on the sides. This stuff took forever to do. Dude, I'll out. tell you who I'm jealous of. Woo! I'm jealous of the dudes that got so much beard that if they don't trim their neck and they don't trim their cheeks, they look like a werewolf. Oh yeah, that's like- the dudes that drive me crazy because <laughs> I don't look like that. <laughs> it's I like look they- like a literal homeless. <laughs> Like idiot when when I get out of control, <laughs> it just reminds. It's like you think they're wearing clothes with. Yeah, <laughs> you think it's part of their shirt, but it's not. It's just this drape of hair from yeah. under the yeah. chin all the way down to the chest. That's Dude. some that's some hammer time right there. Oh man, take care of that, bro. I know, man. I mean, that would, wouldn't you be sweaty? 
mean, I don't know. You can't. I mean, just saying, right? Know. You'd be sweaty. That, that's know. that's some sweaty mess. <laughs> Summertime, ninety five <laughs> degrees and humid. I'd be miserable. I know, dude. That's, that's pretty rough. <laughs> that's pretty rough. Anyway, now that we have probably ruined beards for everybody, um, and that's okay. <laughs> what are we gonna talk about today, Rich? Well, before we do that, we need to hear from our sponsor. Are you a small business or solo entrepreneur looking for more of our presence online? Technology is ever-changing, and with more and more people spending most of their time on screens, it's important to have your brand out and about, getting the most exposure possible. Worried about not having a big budget for website design or social media? At Edwards Managed Technology Computer Consulting, we cater to every business or solar entrepreneur's individual needs to come up with a plan that works for your product and your wallet. Interested in learning about how we can manage your online presence so that you can spend your time doing what you love to do instead? Visit www.emtcc.net to make an appointment or give us a call at one 888 551 Mention r Talks for 10% off your appointment. Remote and on-site options available. So, Brian, mm-hmm. the topic of today is spiritual gifts. Now, when you say spiritual gifts, does that mean I get like a ghost wrapped in a um, some gift paper and no. bow on it? No, let me describe what I mean. Spiritual gifts are gifts given to every person who is saved, according to the Bible. Every person? The ability. Everybody gets one spiritual gift. One? One. We can't have more? We could, I guess, if you're really practiced at it. But you get at least one, right? Like, it depends on who you talk to, too. One of the things that I found out about researching this is, you know, everything else that we've researched has been pretty much a bottomless well of information. This one, it's not even bottomless. It's just forever flowing. Like, the spiritual gift conversation... Uh, I mean, it changes from denomination to country to tradition. There are so many just variations of spiritual gifts that I have found that I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, so I went with just my list. And and as I read, you know, and it, it everybody gets at least one, right? Some people may have multiple. I actually know several people who are great at like administration, pastorship. All those things together, so I'm sure we can have multiple gifts. So, there is a difference between a spiritual gift, though, and like a talent. We got yes, we got to distinguish that is, that. that is for sure. That that's a that's a really good defining thing, right? So, you can be talented at something, but that doesn't mean you're you. That's your spiritual gift, in other mm-hmm. words. Well, it, what what a talent does is it may help you find a stage to use your spiritual gift. Well, on, there you go, but. Talents like if you're a great basketball player, that's not a spiritual gift. That might be you are gifted by God with that talent. I mean, you gotta well, look at some of these guys that are great players. Here's right? an example. If you were like an NBA star, yeah, and you use that fame to be an evangelist. Absolutely. There you go. You've that's using your talent to put to as a stage for your spiritual exactly. Gift. Like exactly. like there's that kind of thing or or whatever, but like I I think that a lot of people get stuck where they're just like I don't know what mine is, and I don't. I mean, like, I'm, I, I can really crochet really well. Well, okay, cool. That might be a talent of yours, but like, you know, well, if you crochet quilts for homeless people, you might be able to go out and tell them about God and use that as a spiritual gift of evangelism, right? But think, if, 
you got to, the root of the spiritual gifts are for the edification, encouragement for the body of the church. Agreed. So, yes. the, so it's not, you got to think about it. It's not just like a task or something you create or, or something you do. It's really the, the purpose is aligned with the body. Yes. Encouragement, building it up. For sure. You know, that kind of thing. So if you're, if you find yourself doing something and it's not doing those things, that's not a spirit. That's not your, you know, that is not what you're doing. You're not, you're not exercising your spirit. Yes. That is agreed. I agree that. So, um, all right, Reggie, pick one. Give me a spiritual gift. Let's talk about it. Okay. Well, let's talk. Let's, let's briefly speak about, I, I think one of my, Okay, first off, let me just say, I actually don't know what mine is. I do. Everybody else has their opinions, and I've heard all kinds of them, right? But I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. O- only mine counts, Reggie. Okay. <laughs> what What is mine, Brian? I believe with all of my heart, Reggie, that your spiritual gift is evangelism because because you've been given several things, talents that hand to that. First of all, mm-hmm. you're extraordinarily willing to educate yourself on the subject. Number one, number two, you don't speak with a lot of garbage laced in between it, right? Like you're getting to the point and you're really good at explaining it in a way. Actually, you're better at this. You've been in a conversation with someone who's got a higher intellectual level than you, right? Yep. A lot of those people cannot, understand or see when you're lost in the conversation and when they need to kind of reverse tactics, you are capable of doing that. If I, if you see me floundering in a conversation, not because of ignorance, but because I've just not gone where you've gone with it, you're very good at bringing it back to me to make it relatable where a lot of people, they get way out there in the deep swamp and I, you know, you're on a fan boat and I'm on a, Palm leaf. You got like you know, you're sitting there with your rowboat with a stick. And I'm sticking a palm leaf, just trying to make sure I don't drown. You know, they don't know to come back, right? But you've know very well where you're at in a conversation and how to bring it back to circle. You know, it's funny about that. It's uh, in my professional career. It's like the biggest thing that's probably made me more successful in certain situations. You know, because I get, I get, I have to get in front of boards of directors sometimes. Like, well, that's rare, really rare, but. CEOs or whatever the case may be or or something where they have this like high opinion of themselves and they think they're the smartest people in the world and you know you're you t- and I know when to coddle that and when not and when to shut it down <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. It's, that's a that's a really good example but you know yeah I mean I'd say that I don't know about see I just don't know about evangelism I don't see people flocking to Christ because of things I'm saying or doing and and that could be just because I don't see it you know, you know, but, I think I think I know mine. I have two. I think I know mine. Um, the first one for me is gift of giving. I don't I'll, I'll give away everything I have if it if I think it's in if it's in the right way. Right. Like if okay. it's for the glory of God, I don't care. And um, I would say probably weirdly, man, I have a very wickedly sharp gift of discernment like understanding and knowing when I'm in a situation and understanding and knowing, you know, on the subtext and sub level of it, how to react without exacerbating the situation, you know, especially with people who are 
combative. I don't tend to be, or uh, despite my earlier years in life and all the things that I've gotten myself into, I don't really do a combative side right now because yeah. I'm very quick to realize and understand situations and how they develop. I think those are my spiritual gifts. I was kind of thinking about this the other night, you know, um, giving for sure, just because man, I'll give time. I'll give whatever doesn't matter. Right. I mean, it's, you know, and, and especially for people who are, who are truly in need, right? Like they truly need something. Um, but the discernment thing that just bring that up because my wife has told me before that I, I have a pretty good radar for what's going on. Right. Um, see, that's what I would say is my most, in a, in in a different way though than what you're what you say, um, I can almost always read between the lines. Yeah, which there's, is part of it. Yeah, I mean, there's really not. I don't really have to question that very often. Like if I meet somebody or if um, we're in a situation, I can. It's it's usually not a question. I usually just know that's good. That's bad. Yeah. That's you know, that's, it could be even to the point where it's like, no, that's, that's evil. That is not, yeah. I, I'm pretty good at that. Now, you know, here's what I want. Here's what the one thing I want to say though. I've been, I've been in so many situations where it was false. Yeah. It, it's tainted my view of some of the gifts. So mm. let's go back to what yeah. we're talking. Let's go back me. to let's 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 the, let's say what we think are the spiritual gifts because let's lay these okay. out a little bit. All right. Well, first. I'll go and then you go. Okay. Uh, the gift of administration. Um, that comes from Acts twenty seven eleven Re- Revelation eighteen seventeen. But the gift of administration. Also, First Corinthians twelve twenty eight. Yes. Uh, contributing to the needs of others. That's in Roman twelve eight. Mm-hmm. The gifts of apostleship. Yep. That's the spiritual gift of apostleship is sometimes confused with the office of apostle. The office of apostle was held by a limited number of men chosen by Jesus, including the 12 disciples. Encouragement. Mm-hmm. Romans 12, 8. Um, evangelism. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. Uh, Acts 21, 8. And Timothy 4, 5. Gotcha. Faith. 1 Corinthians 12, 9. Okay. Exhortation. Uh, Titus 2, 11 through 15. Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Titus verse 1 through 9. Uh, let's see. I have one helping others. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 again. Okay. Now, um, some of these. Are, okay. I'll get to that in a minute. I'll keep going. Okay. The uh, We did faith, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the gift of healing. Um, first Corinthians 12, nine, uh, first Corinthians 12, seven through 10. Um, that's one you really want to read on, you know, if you're going to get into oh, yeah. trying to discern that as a gift, you really mm-hmm. want to get into some study with that. Also Matthew four twenty three twenty four eight and 16, nine and 35. And then Mark chapter one, verse 34. Hospitality. Okay. That's first Peter four, nine, uh, the gift of interpretation, um, that is 1 Corinthians 12, 10, 30, 14, 1 through 28. We have shepherding as an elder. That's really even found in Ephesians 4, 11. Okay. The gift of knowledge. Okay. Uh, let's see here. 1 Corinthians 12, 8. 1 Corinthians 14, 7. 
Romans 15, 14, and Corinthians 2, 14. Got you. Teaching, Romans 12, 7. The gift of mercy, uh, Matthew 18, 33, Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, and Jude 22, 23, and James 3, 17. You said discernment already. That was my last one here on the, on a couple of lists I have. Yeah. Distinguishing spirits was kind of another way to, they put that as that first Corinthians 12, 10. What about the gift of prophecy? Did we go over that? No, we didn't say that. That okay. is in there. Yes. Uh, Corinthians 14, 1, first Corinthians 14, 29 through 33, first Thessalonians 5, 20 and 21 and John 4, 1 through 3. We didn't say tongues. That's true. We didn't say tongues. Um, What's tongues? That's uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Um, let's see. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. I want to give all the resources out so they'll know to get them. In case you guys haven't noticed, the Bible is my main resource for this one. That's okay. That's um, what it's supposed to be. Let's see. Also, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 30. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 27 through 28, 33, 39, and 40. And that's about it for that. Did we say wisdom? No. Words okay. of wisdom was another yeah. one. James 3.17, 1 Corinthians 1.18, Colossians 1, 9 through 10. Uh, those are all places to find. That's about where I'm at, man. So you, we have, okay, um, and there's a bunch of, I'll just say this. Um, I'll put my things at the bottom because there's, there's, a, there's a, <laughs> a bunch of different, um, I basically, watched sermons and like some specific podcasts and whatever about the stuff. So there's like a blended, <laughs> I have like yeah. a whole blended thing. Cool. So, so whatever I got these from will be down in the bottom. Um, there, there are different outlooks on the spiritual gifts. Okay. So, so are you familiar with cessationism? Cessationism. Isn't that the part that believes that, or the, the belief that is certain miracle, like miracles and healing were all not necessary, correct? Yes. After after a certain point, the Bible was complete, not necessary. Yeah, not, there, no existent anymore. There's different there's different variants of it, but yeah, it's like there's either all or some of the of of gifts are no longer around anymore. So there's a and there's this is probably the bulk of the scholarship is in cessationism. I would say that's really where you find most of your people who are writing books and stuff are that, that I guess our respected scholarship falls into that line. So, so falls into the line of those gifts are no longer existent for right. us. <clears throat> I'm not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I don't, don't agree with that. It's okay. It's, yeah. So the other view Okay. Continuism. Okay. Which is the opposite. Right. That's no, nothing is, well, again, there's variants of that, but the gifts are still viable and still around today. Some of them are whatever, all of them, but, you know, again, whatever that is. But there's nothing that ceased after the culmination of the canon or after the first century of Christendom kind of okay. thing. So those are the two. Th now, this is probably one of, I, I wouldn't say, the but like it's a really debated topic amongst Christian, okay. you know, scholarship or or um, churches or denominations or whatever because you do have specific denominations that 
I would say differentiate themselves by spiritual gifts. The way they look at spiritual yeah. gifts. Well, here's my question, right? Like, and here's where I kind of fall just in my immediate thought with you giving me those things, right? Cessationism and continuism. I find the reason I don't agree is I find it difficult in knowing some of the people that I know you, some other close counsel of mine that, that obviously are gifted spiritually with abilities, right? Within their, within their Christian heart, they've been gifted, right? Um, you, I, dude, I think your evangelism all day long. You and you know discernment, yes, probably. Um, you know, but I know you know a friend of mine who's just utterly knowledge, just knowledge, man. Like the guys, like when you when I say, I mean, even down to the very symbolism of what it means, man. He's just very gifted with that. And then, you know, I know someone who is just gifted with, I mean, far beyond me, makes me look bad and just giving, right? So it's hard for me to look at those people and be like, yeah, secessionism is right because God has obviously touched their lives in a way where they have a, a real drive through that, that real, what I, I call it God drive, that God drive to move into those areas and work. So most of cessationism or cessationists fall in line of like, it's not all the spiritual gifts. Okay. Most of them fall in line of like the signs and wonders type of things okay. are not for today. Okay. Um, and so this, this was a tough one, man. I mean, cause, um, and I'll, I'll just say, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I fall in line with that, you know, of this or not, but, um, cause I think most, almost everybody, that is who who I'm reading about, and and we're talking like the John MacArthur's, R.C. Sprawl, the the Wayne Grubman, the the all these big, you know, Alistair Begg. All the there's there's a lot of these really well known Christian, you know, pastors and scholars. We'll say they believe in miracles, mm-hmm. they still do, but they don't necessarily go with the signs and wonders type of yeah thing. So what what I got from this was brilliant. It was from. Um, the Southern Seminary, um, <laughs> uh, and I forget what his name was, but I'll link it in the bottom. He he was saying that basically, like it, it's not that it's not that there's not miracles that happen today. You just don't have anybody gifted with being a healer or with being a miracle worker. They're not. It's not a regular everyday occurrence for them to do that. Yes. Okay. Now he's saying it's completely legit to go and pray for someone and, and like have a healing occur or, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of miracle to happen from, you know, from that kind of, you know, from an interaction or whatever. But to say that someone's actually a exercising their spiritual gift of healing or miracles, for example, that's like not, not really for today. Well, let me ask a question. Let's talk about healing. Um, in my in my opinion, and I will use my grandmother as an example, uh, was she able to heal people like, you know, Benny Hinn, slap him in the head? <laughs> you know, no. But she knew how to care for people. 
okay. and, and, and help them recover, do you think that might be, could be interpreted, interpreted as a gift for healing, helping to heal? You know, she was, I mean, she was amazing, dude. I could be, I had pneumonia one time. It was the most miserable. I was, I, it's set in in three days. I was sick. I missed almost a month of school. Um, and she literally every day, like not check your temperature, feed you some soup, came in, changed the sheets on the bed where I was sweating, you know, sat with me and read. Like, I think that takes a, a, a particular type of temperament. Um, does that something that you would interpret? No, no? I think healing really, if you look at the way healing is talked about in the new Testament, especially mm -hmm. is when you, it was a immediate healing of whatever ails them. Okay. Right. When Jesus healed the blind man, he was, he could see, see. Yeah. it wasn't like it was, you know, he's going to take care of him and all this stuff and nurse yeah. him back to hell. No, it was done. Yeah. You know, that was an interesting, that's interesting. Yeah. That's you know, so I think, I think the, the biblical example of healing is really like a miraculous okay. healing. Okay. Now I think that that's all, I mean, maybe you could, qualify that and say it's i don't know if it, i don't know if you'd say hospitality or helping out. i don't know there's there's something i mean obviously some yeah. people are gifted in that kind of thing but I, I don't know i don't know if that lines up with a spiritual gift or not maybe maybe not well but that also that also begs the question are these all the spiritual gifts no um in that you you certain interpret certain readings certain interpretations you could go all the way up to like 20 spiritual gifts that are listed in the in the actual uh, New Testament. So, so I'd, I'd say that, and, and also too, um, there's nowhere that says the specific ones that are called out are the only ones that are available. They're just calling these specific ones. There's nothing else that says this is the only gifts available. It doesn't say it. Doesn't, there's nowhere in the Bible. that says that. So okay. it's quite possible that this is not the, the a complete exhaustive, List even if you go all the way to the the twenty or so listed in different translations or, or interpretations, that's not that doesn't have to be all there is. Okay, for sure. Um, and I, from what I've seen, there's there, this is just a because I really think that that that's the, these spread out far more than just these specific things. Okay. Because I think our our world and how we live and how our what troubles we have with each other and with with recognizing you know and following our faith and everything else I think there's so many other things that you could say some people are gifted to do so you know mm -hmm. it it yeah so so I would say yeah there's not it's not it's not like this is the exhaustive list no not at all I think there's a lot more than that for sure. Well, to go back to what you were saying a little bit, something earlier, um, the non-recognition of miracles, right? Like as we saw them then, right? Why do you think, do you think that those miracles aren't occurring or do you think they're occurring and we're not really capable of comprehending? Cause I've, I have a theory and I've talked to you about this before. I think the reason we don't see the bigger miracle is we become jaded to the smaller ones. What, let me let me explain what that means. Go ahead. Um, our kids, to me, that's a miracle. You know, um, the fact that the Earth spins on an invisible axis and doesn't go careening into the sun 
I kind of see that as a miracle, right? Like that's that's not you can give me you wanna know why they call it the Big Bang Theory, Reggie? Because it's got it's a theory. It's a theory. But I, I don't believe in theories. Like God holds this this big universe together. Okay. And and is like over there doing laundry and then is like picking up milk and mowing the yard and you know, raking leaves all at the same time. Okay, this go this goes a little far off, but but uh, I just 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 let me let me just say okay. this. All right, okay to that. Sweet. God created this universe with a system. Yes, agreed. And the more we learn about science, the more we figure out. Okay, things work the way they do for this purpose, this purpose, this person. They, like all add. Like there's a lot of things that are just that we we discover things that just make another piece of the puzzle. Just makes sense. Just makes sense the Got way it. God put everything together. Got it. Um, so, so, and this goes, this, this, that resembles a lot about like what, and I don't, I don't mean this any, in a derogatory manner, but like, uh, um, when you had like people in the 17th century or whatever would see something and it would be like scientifically explainable now, you'd, they'd be like, oh, it's a bear, you know, magic yeah. or whatever. And a lot of that stuff, you know, has come down to no, it's science did this and did this, right? And I think God does, does did that on purpose. He gave us a way to like understand some of His creation. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about like the planets, this well, there's all kinds of specific reasons that holds it there with all the laws of physics and you know everything else. What 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 I would say constitute like if I say miracles today, and this goes to your actual question, there's so many things that happen that aren't explainable. Even today, like, in you know, with all the science we have, everything else we have, there's all kinds of things that happen that we have no explanation for. Like, and you do have verified, like, eyewitness reports of people um, being healed in, in other places and, and whatever. And it's like, you know, no matter what, doctors can't explain it. So I think you, 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 if you put all those all those testimonies that that have been investigated and improved and stuff you i think you i think we'd all be shocked at how much is really going on that we don't we don't see and we don't recognize do you think that's purposeful of course the I devil's do. purposeful plan to cover that up so that we don't see it yeah of course i do okay all right i think i think we get lost in our own, i mean there's a reason why the knowledge of good and evil is is knowledge i think knowledge can you know we get so caught up in how smart we are um we kind of throw off that and just say, well, we'll, we'll figure this out later when we get smarter. Okay. It's not really a miracle, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But there, there are, I mean, there's, we'll do a study. <laughs> <laughs> it would be exhaustive and I wouldn't want to, you know, wouldn't want to dare to touch that. But, the, but yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what I would say is like, there, there are a lot, I think there's more going on today. Now on that subject. Okay. Here's what I thought. Here's what I think about. A lot, you know, it's his creation, and I think that we are we have inspiration for things. Like you know, if, if you talk about like music, for example, which is something I've obviously done. There, there's like, where does that inspiration for a new song or something come from? You know, you, does it? Where is that? Where is that really coming from? Well, I mean, I, I would think. 
I think it's different for different people. I mean, some some musicians write songs to as a way to kind of, it's almost like a therapy. You know, I've been through this, so I'm going to write a song and it's going to be very, you know, cathartic and I'm going to get this out. Um, well, I know, but what I'm saying is like the, the way the music comes together, like if you have like an idea of like a, a melody or something else, it's this, this inspiration now, isn't now that I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It comes, yeah. it comes up, but I'm saying God, that's comes from God's creation. Like God yeah. is, is the one who inspires people. Well, you said last week, the, the earth resonates at a frequency. <laughs> so yeah, I think that might have something to do with it. If that, you know, that so, being the case what what i would what i'm going where i'm going with this is like when we when like here's it okay really good example the gentleman who invented the mri okay. right that was a new idea no one's ever done that before well where did he get that from he was a christian yeah. so i i think it's more plausible that god has inspired and put these ideas that have helped us be more able to heal more able to do things and all these stuff. I think that all, that all comes from God. Cause, and I point all the way back to when it's, you know, God does everything for the good and mm -hmm. he doesn't, you know, he's present and he's here. So, and he's looking at everything at all times. So to me, I think inspiration for a lot of things comes from God and like their technology and stuff comes from God. I think it all originates from an inspiration and invention comes from that point. So in today, like where we have, you know, you go, if you break a bone or something, they take care of it or whatever. Well, I mean, that's the way they do it now is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, if you have a, a, okay, really good example, stroke. Okay. Somebody has a stroke. I mean, we have the technology now. If you catch that soon enough, they'll treat it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's amazing. I mean, you talk about a death sentence that wasn't that, that wasn't that long ago. If yeah. you had a stroke, you heart attack. Gonna, yeah. Well, heart attack, same thing. Heart attack. Like as long as you, they get to it soon enough, there's a. I mean, they can not everything, obviously, but I'm saying that there's a lot of technology that's been developed and been had to come from somewhere, had to be inspired from somewhere. So, I, all healing comes from God. That's I guess that's where I'm going. Like it just does, and and whether or not it's from technology or it's just from somebody working through their hands or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So to me, when I'm, when I think about miracles, I think there's just so many miracles that happen that we just don't, and, and maybe you don't call it like miraculous that it's not like this biblical level miracle or whatever, but that doesn't, that doesn't negate God's presence in the matter and, yeah. and working. Right. How many breakthroughs have, has the medical industry had that, they were nowhere and all of a sudden inspiration strikes and they check one thing or they change a small thing and all of a sudden, well, now we have something that we didn't have all this time. I don't think, and I don't, I, and I know there are some vastly intelligent people in this world, more depth of intelligence than I'll ever have, but I don't think that's something that we as people can manifest that kind of, that kind of epiphany that goes on. I think they're, I think even when people don't believe in God, I believe it's in his plan to only allow doors op to open when they're supposed to, right? So he'll let you get to a certain point, but then he becomes the gatekeeper, right? You've got to be in the place to to receive whatever he's is coming. So then he unlocks that door. Okay, we're ready for this now, right? So that's why I think it's more of a, 
divine intervention, I would say. Well, it, it just goes to this. I don't, the, I don't think there's, there's no such thing as luck and there's no such thing as coincidences. That's right. Okay. So, so, and, and God doesn't only use people that believe in him for things he, he wants to do. Yeah. He's moving that's us never, all around. That's never been the case. I mean, yeah. there's so, so yeah, I mean, um, as far as these things go, miracles happen today and they happen more than what we think they do. Um, I, I'll, I'll say that I think the reason why, and I'll, I'll, um, I'll agree with uh, the Southern seminary. like the reason why you, you had these, you had the, oh, no, actually it was um, John MacArthur who was talking about this. Like you had these, all these miracles that are clustered around Christ for one. Yeah. Those miracles weren't, and he he actually, Christ himself said this like, they're not for just just to heal someone and make their make their day better or whatever or to save their life or whatever. It's to point to the divinity of Christ, and he said this multiple times, like to his apostles and stuff. When and then when he when he was crucified and and got resurrected and stuff, and his apostles then went forth. That again, their their miracles that they were performing were were pointing back to the divinity of Christ that he mm-hmm. was actually who he said he was. Yeah. When and this comes up to the main point of cessationism like when you have uh, after like the first century of you you really saw the miracle stuff fall off and it's in, it, you know and why was that? And I think really it's because the canon and his word and all the stuff that needed to point back to Christ had, is complete. So saying that, like, and I do think like scripture's complete, it's sufficient, um, and there's nothing else needed, right? Yeah. So if it's complete, it's it's sufficient. There's like nothing else that's required there to like point back to the gospel for salvation or for the divinity of Christ or everything else. Do you do you need to have all these, do you need to be like having all these miraculous signs when you have the full fledged canon that does what your what those miracles are going to do anyway? The way I would answer that question would be if it's in his plan, yes. If it's not, no. So, right. It's going to be, uh, to me, it's going to be for something truly miraculous to happen, it has to be for the benefit of the kingdom. Yes. So, Edification. And encouragement exactly. of the body. So so are there people out there just whipping out miracles and throwing them on the table? No. I don't think that's the case at all. I think that's I think to believe that is actually disingenuous to what happened in the Bible, right? Because I mean Christ healed some folks. Christ saved some folks. But, you know, Lazarus. I mean, let's just talk about all of them if you want to, but he did. But in the span of time that he was in, he wasn't like 12 miracles a day, dude, right? Like he was, okay, it it, it fits this situation for me to use the power that given to me by my father. But, you know, if. We don't have people lined up, like sitting out somewhere with, with a stand and people are coming up and they're just. Getting, yeah, you know, no. Well, we might have somebody out there, okay, to stand, well, we but they ain't performing miracles. Now, I will say this: it, it, like, especially in like John, 
Oh man, where was it? The when he heals the blind man, they they and and like it tells like how they had they verify they like were skeptical. They verified all the stuff. There, it it does not say those things in a negative light. Yeah, it actually it's telling us it's okay to be skeptical. It's okay to investigate something and yeah. make sure it's legit because he know they they for they they knew that these type of things people were you know if you don't verify or investigate or whatever those things you're not you're not going to get the you're not going to get to the bottom of it and say it's the true thing because there's going to be a lot of false things go on for, for these people right yeah so and this is where I really I, I this is what I'm saying I've been around. A lot of, and I've played at or, or, you know, been to a lot of events where there's this healer coming into town or whatever. And, and it's just, it's my, I, I get really irritated, just enormously irritated because not, I've never seen one healing done legit at some place like that. And I've been to a ton of these things. You know, that's, yeah. that's my problem with that kind of stuff. Now, the, the, and, and let me ask you, this, so I'll ask you this, Brian, okay. have you witnessed any kind of like a miraculous healing event or a miracle like you personally? Thinking, thinking, no, not, not what I would, I would say that I have witnessed God's intervention at times, but have I witnessed a, according to Hoyle miracle? Like somebody being raised from the dead, or, or somebody, a blind person now seeing because they petitioned Christ. Not personally, no. Not not that that's a definitive, but I mean, I have heard missionaries though that yeah. I've, that I've known very well that I respected that I I know are truthful who have witnessed the healing in other places. I'm sure there are, right? So. This is this is all I'm getting at. Miracles happen, but do you, do you have those signs and wonders gifts anymore? No, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, the 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 tongues one man drives me nuts because it's specifically Paul is very specific. There's no translation that messes it up. Says you don't do that in public unless there's an interpretation. Yet you'll go to, I don't know how many of these things, and all of a sudden there's all this gibberish going on. There's no interpretation. There's nothing. When I dug into that, there's actually a psychological thing that can happen because Christianity is not the only one that does. Yes, that's true. And what they found was when they did some research, like there was a lot, there was a couple of tribes in like Africa that would do the same thing where it was like this state of being that, you know, that it, but it, so it's brought about by an emotional thing. Um, and I, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the technical psychological stuff that went into that or, or even have that article anymore. But I guess for me, it just, I have yet to see an interpretation of that in public where I was like, yep, that's legit. I have yet to be standing in front of someone and this is not an attack by any means. Again, I would love for you to discuss this with us because I like discussion. I've never seen someone speaking in tongues where I've been able to interpret what they're saying. Not or somebody interpreted for yeah, you. Yeah, or not, or there's someone interpreting for them. I've not had any, con- you know, here's the problem with me, man. I need context, right? So if I've got context and you start speaking in tongues, I might understand 
but there isn't any context, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're in church and you're praying and you just burst out in tongues, there's no context. And I don't, you know, if what you're doing is so miraculous and meant to heal or in some way impact me, aren't I going to understand exactly what you're doing? Because God's going to want me to be clear yep. on what what he's working in my life at the, at the point of impact. I don't think, you know, Christ or God are shying away at that point. I mean, if they're if they're if they're creating an according Hoyle miracle to save you, you certainly need to be able, be able to understand what that miracle is. Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying okay, for one, I'm not saying that I'm, I am absolutely correct on this and that there's no, you know, whatever. I'm not saying somebody is explicitly wrong for speaking in tongues necessarily i am saying it's wrong to be in public and to spout off a bunch of gibberish without an interpretation that is clear in the new testament okay now if you're sitting in your prayer closet and you're doing all kinds of gibberish stuff okay yeah i mean that's not up to me that's up to you and god to sort that out yeah but i'm not i don't know i just i just view that as sensationalism or, or you know, something else, or just caught up in the moment. I don't know, but I just like I don't I don't like it when I go somewhere and they're like, hey, let's everybody let's just pray in tongues. All right, so dude, what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you a great story. You're gonna like this. My wife used to be in, she used to be a Head Start teacher, and she had a friend. I won't say her name. Don't want to cause any problems. Exactly. But her parents were, I want to say, Pentecostal, charismatic, right? Okay, and they literally would tell their daughter that they were concerned that she was going to go to hell because she hadn't spoken tongues yet. And you talk about just, you know, at, at first I thought it was just weird, but I was at a different place in my spiritual walk then, right? Wasn't as mature. But I think about that now, and what a terrifying, heartbreaking thing to say to your daughter. What a terrifying, heartbreaking thing to say, to look at your daughter and go, you know, I'm afraid you're going to go to hell because you haven't spoken in tongues and for that person to not understand or feel some level of guilt because they have not spoken out in a certain language. That's just very disturbing to me that to me, that's almost that to me, I want to say it and I'm probably going to get some blowback on this. That's to me in, in my mind, that's almost abuse. It's heresy. Yeah. There's nothing in the scripture that says if you do not do this, tongues or healing or miracles or prophesy that you are not saved, you're not a Christian or whatever. There is not one Dude, ounce. It's just heartbreaking. No. Um, that's that's completely nonsense and should be shunned hard. Yeah. Not, like, not, you know. and, that, and that is not to take away from, you know, who am I to say that they're not God's not speaking through them in some way that they need to understand. But according to what is written in the Bible, there is interpretation that goes along with it. Well, yeah. I mean, look, so um, in the 60s and 70s, the charismatic movement had another name. It was called the tongues movement, right? Yeah. So there was there was a really around this whole thing, right? Um it was defined as a speaking a language that's not your not one you've ever known. Mm-hmm. That's one one way. Um, the other was like a uniquely crafted or shaped linguistic 
expression, right? But must have interpretation in a public place space. That's that still existed. Okay, or, or that's still the case. Yeah. But there's this like they call it they call it a prayer language or whatever. And I I, I just I struggle with that because I'm thinking. A, I've, I've heard it explained to me like, well, you know, they do that so the devil doesn't know what you're saying. Well, that's why does that even matter? Why does it matter if he knows? <laughs> it's not like he could do anything about it. And then the other one was, um, you know, it's, it's it's the Holy Spirit is speaking a prayer for you uh, directly to God in this in this other language. But that doesn't make any sense either. There there doesn't need to be like that's that's a very like humanistic way to look at that sort of thing. You're talking about a spiritual being, the God of all creation. There doesn't even need to be language involved at all. Like the, those, the, the, to, to like nail that down to say that those are the reasons for that. It just kind of doesn't, that doesn't logically add up for me at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, do you want to, I mean, am I going to say like you're, you're this heretical person for sitting in your prayer closet and you start gibbering. Yeah. I mean, no. Okay. If that's really how you want to communicate. Okay. That's cool. I mean, I, again, it's public spaces, <laughs> but um, prophecy though. Okay. Here there's this, this is, this is one that really bugs the crap out of me too. Okay. Um, Wayne Grudman actually said, and he said, prophecy was speaking forth in merely human words, what God has brought to mind. Okay. Okay. And, and this, this, there's a lot of people who would associate that with, with like seeing the future, but it, it, it's also just speaking, speaking what God has, who God is and what God hasn't planned and what, who, what's he doing Specifically, right? So prof- prophetic utterances and that kind of thing. But it's supposed to lift up and, and encourage the body of Christ. Now, how do you know if you have a false prophet? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say things that don't come true or whatever. And I, I, I struggle with that also, too, because prophets in the Bible were specifically there because there wasn't the Bible, they were there to be that interpretation and that the, this telling of how, who God is and how he would, what his, you know, what his plan for creation was. That, that's what they were for. There were specifics. They didn't have a Bible to go here. Look at this. I, I think that when you talk about prophecy in today's time, I don't see that being relevant at all because I think you you have we have the canon that says everything that all of it is prophetic. You don't need any more prophecy than what's yeah, there. I was going to say like the Great Commission calls us to go and spread the word to others. There's prophecy, right? Like we're we're going out and we're talking to others about Christ and what Christ did and the miracles and all the things that he did. I mean, hopefully, hopefully if you're, if you're watering a relationship with someone to try to help them get to a relationship with Christ, you're, you're going to come to a point where you're going to be able to speak the word into their life. God's going to speak through you and say, Hey, let me give you some scripture. Let me give you some examples, right? That's prophecy. But you know, one of these things that, you know, 
prophet preaching, right? Not prophecy preaching is what it is. I think it's called, I think I would call it prophet preaching. Like I'm going to preach something because most people who are spreading false prophecy are doing it to benefit themselves in some way. Let's be honest. Nobody's running out there thinking up some kind of prophecy that wasn't in the Bible that they're putting out there that they don't feel like is going to give them an advantage at one point or another. So it's prophet preaching is what it is. It's not prophecy. Um, Prophecy is this prophecy is God's word. The Bible is prophecy. The Bible is a miracle. It's a living word. It changes as we change the meanings and the interpretations change for us. And we, we come closer and we grow closer and, and, the guy on the hill talking about God's going to smite everybody if they don't, you know, drink this vial of holy juice. That's not prophecy. That's prophet preaching. I have a real bone to pick with what people call prophets today. Dual, for sure. Okay. Um, personally, it's affected my dad profoundly over the years. He would go to these so-called prophets who were big names or whatever. He would always go. He would always get this prophecy and he would just believe it. And it was like, I'm, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. No, it never did. As a matter of fact, there was some real issues with prophetic crap that was spewed to my dad that he took and got himself into something, which I'm very still angry about today that really messed up a good portion of his life. So I, you know what? I mean, if you want to talk about a guy who go out and protest against a prophet, I'm that dude. I'll hold up that damn sign. I'll say, this is a false prophet. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll I be think, that dude. I'll be like that freaking Antifa shit going out to the yeah. press. <laughs> but I think, I think you and I are the same page when it comes to, oh. you know, dude, there's a difference between making yourself feel good and, and preaching the Lord's word. And you and I ran into occasions of that together through the past. Right. Like it's like you and I have agreed that, that, that that's not, that's not somebody spreading the love of Christ. That's somebody spewing hate on everybody. Right. And, you know, that is the biggest heartbreaker for me is when I get out there and I start talking to people and I find people who have this disjointed view of God because they've been fed some garbage that's yes. not real. Yes. They've not been fed something from the Bible. Um, they, or, or what's even worse, someone who's taken the Bible and carved it up. That's even worse because there's nothing worse than someone who will, you know, jump out there and take one piece of the Bible and, and just a few words and try to use it as a wedge or a weapon. An example, and it's a very common example is, uh, be not, be not unevenly yoked, Yes, but that's not the whole verse. It says, be not unevenly yoked with unbelievers. It doesn't mean don't be racially not yoked. It don't mean background. It's so it's such hot garbage. And it upsets me, too, because yeah. it's divisive purposefully to say something like that. You know, so I get it, man. I, yeah, it just, I, it's I agree. just like, look, there's here. Here's the thing. I, I don't understand why people have to have like this, like fantasy novel to be their religion. Yeah, to be for their sure. faith. Like sure. you don't, you don't need freaking Gandalf to be this priest or something, and like have all these doing all these things in order to make it real. That's just that's just so so shallow to me, man. That's what. I, so so I, I here. I know we've we've hammered on this a little bit, but I, I'll just say this: there, there. <sighs> investigate. 
be skeptical. Yes. <laughs> Get, do do some due diligence mm-hmm. before you go, you know, accepting in any kind of thing like this, like whether it's a healing or a prophecy or whatever. I mean, uh, one of the most famous ones I can think of is Tim Clement. I mean, that dude had all kinds of, he was supposed to be a prophet, but he had all kinds of stuff that was false. I mean, why would you listen to a false prophet? That's what I don't understand. People just have, they get so, they're looking for answers, right? And they're looking for a certain solution for their problems. And they're like, well, he said this. And they, they like latch onto it because it's just like, they, they don't want to accept that, you know, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. Well, but I don't know, man. It just drives me freaking nuts. Well, first dude. of all, dude, if you're following a person, you know, I, I've had a few pretty profound things happen in the last few weeks and I've heard some and they're always pouring into this like they're always relevant to what we're talking about, <laughs> which freaks me out. But I was at a, a gathering, great people, and one of the guys in the gathering said, I will never follow a man again. And at first, when that hit me, I was like, oh, man, you know, ministers. And and then he clarified. He was like, man is not built to be followed. God is built to be followed, right? You follow God. There are men who preach God's word, and they're good men that preach God's word. Okay. But we're not meant to follow men. We're meant to follow God. And I realized that that's probably why myself, personally, I've struggled in the last couple of years because I don't and have not found any man regardless of how high or low he is that I would put the stock in to follow, Mm. but I will all, but, but in all things that I feel from my faith, I follow without question, which tells me it, it attaches to exactly what you're talking about. If you've done the due diligence, right, if you've read your Bible, if you've done research, if you look through it, not only is the Bible historically the most accurate you're ever going to run across, not only can I prove that all of these men existed, but when you look at the Bible, it you, you read the Bible, it tells you to look away from man and look to God. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a church, right, and you're looking to the preacher to be your your conduit, don't you Christ died. So you would have a direct line to God, right? I don't need them. Now there are men of wisdom that I listen to their sermons and I get a lot from them. And I do not want to make those men feel less than if they feel like this, because they are good men, but I don't follow men because men aren't built to be followed. God is to be followed. The Bible is to be followed. Even if you look at the apostles, you look at, you know, Everybody that played a role in the book of the Bible, none of them followed Christ. They followed the Father through Christ, right? Christ was a living representation of God. So they weren't necessarily following Jesus in the sense of this is a man and I'm going to follow him. He was a messenger directly from God for our salvation. So they were connecting directly to God through him, right? So don't follow a man. Follow God. Well— Okay, so there's a distinction though that's cl- that needs to be clear. Okay. There there is a purpose for leadership. Yes. There is a purpose for having shepherds. There there is and which is one of the gifts. Well, both of those Shepherding are, are and, and, yeah, and I mean but that doesn't Okay, so this goes to like the the kind of Catholic way. Yeah. The the <laughs> the way the Protestant 
Presbyterian, whatever you want to call it, way the Reformation did was they said, we don't, there's not, it's not works, it's grace, it's faith, it's, I don't need, I don't have somebody that needs to be a conduit for me, I have a direct line, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Both of those things are legit. What, the place for like the elder, the place for like a teacher, the place for a leader are definitely set there for a man to have. Yeah. But, and it's, you you are going to follow that guy, sort of. I mean, it's not like you're saying he's going to lead you into battle necessarily. Well, well but he what, I think be. what I mean to say is I follow men who follow God, right? Like who are praying for clarity, praying for, I, I you know, I trust the elders in my church, right? So I trust that they pray and they they ask for God's intervention on their decision making. But I don't follow them in the sense of I believe that they're okay, so you're right. This goes back to the Catholic thing, right? And this is the biggest issue I have with the Catholic Church is I do if if a man can take me to God, then Christ's death is null and void. Right. So so what I'm saying is there are people that God places in my life in leadership roles, but I don't follow who they are. I follow the message they bring through God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, uh, well, that's what I'm, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the clarification though. I mean, yeah. you, you have people, there is a biblical way to be a leader, biblical way to be a shepherd, biblical mm-hmm. way, you know, to be a teacher. Yeah. But they're not, they're not saying they're supplanting, anyone other than just saying here's how you can do this absolutely right yes so 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 yeah i mean i get what you're saying and i don't disagree with that but and there are really there's really great and again if there's gifted excuse me really great leaders really great shepherds as elders there's really great people who can teach man i've heard some people (laughs) that you just you like hear them talk about a passage and you're like Wow. Wow. The word I've never heard that. You know, it's like just just hit you yeah. in the face. You're just like, wow, that's yeah. freaking you're just captivated. I've heard I've heard people um yeah, evangelists who who like show up somewhere. Uh and and it's like just flocks of people. Like, okay, here's a here's a good acts act like men conference that I went to a few well, it's been a lot longer now, but that was that was a long time ago up in Chicago. And I forgot who which um, I can't remember who it was now, but you know, he just got up there and started speaking and you were like, this guy's legit. And he's like, he had an altar call and it was like just flood of guys. Right. Must've been at least 500 of these dudes were going up there to, to be saved kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, I even looked at, um, I was there with Thurman's. I even looked at John and go, Holy cow, man. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I mean, but yeah, it was like, holy, this is, this, that's, I would that's say, an evangelist. I would say what you witnessed, Reggie, is a miracle for 500 men to come forward. I'm just guessing here, right? And I mean, give, you know. and let's, uh, dude, I'll say this 100 men coming forward all in the same, off of God's word flowing through someone truthfully. You know, that to me is a miracle. It is. It's a miracle to me when one person gets up and and the bell and the bell the light has gone off, right? If you got a hundred of them, 
Oh, it was nuts, dude. Or 500 of them. It was nuts. It's just nuts. I mean, and the thing is, is it's, look, there's so many gifts that we have. And I do believe, I actually do believe that there are spiritual gifts that aren't on what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, I believe that there are people that are just, that God has touched that gift in their life. And it has given them the ability to, to do it at such a level that it's, and have such a high impact. Okay. Now, here's, hold on. Okay. One, a point I want to make. I don't know if you necessarily have one or multiple gifts and they're the same all the time. I don't know. Do you think it's like the Bible? Like it, it changes as you change. Well, not the right? Bible didn't change, but it's but living I mean, word, right? Like it, it's, well, it, you know, it can touch, it could touch you different ways. Yeah. Right. But it's still the same. But, but it's I like, kind of sort of, my line of thinking is, does God see us at different points? And he's like, you know what? Here's your revelation. Here's your revelation. But yeah. Right? It's just, it's the same words on the page you're just you're just actually interpreting it or seeing it differently from uh, some other for some reason yeah, right for sure but but i i, I don't know I, I guess spirit he he blesses everybody with these spiritual gifts at one point or another when you're saved and like i just wonder and i, I don't know maybe you maybe it changes maybe you're not just stuck to being one thing here one thing there you know, i don't know maybe maybe not i don't think i don't know if that's clear i guess that's a question i didn't get to <laughs> I didn't get to dig into really too much this week, but very much, yes. But okay, so one one let's 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 just talk briefly about a perspective from a continuist perspective. Okay, I would like that. Um, guy Joseph Prince. Okay, I I, I actually pay attention to Joseph Prince because there's a lot of times he has like he he'll do like a passage through stuff or whatever, and it's like he really has some good things. But he's also healing kind of person and all this kind of stuff. He's very charismatic. Okay. So we disagree on some of this stuff, but I did watch his. Okay. Now the other thing, okay, let me, let me say this too. The other thing that really bothers me about Joseph Prince is most of the stuff of his is behind a paywall. (laughs) Like, like it's like the stuff you'll find is like points to a DVD to buy on his website or a book he wrote or something. It's not really a lot out there for just free. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's that I don't really care for. Now, I think his sermons, because he does, I forgot what church, it's. he he was like at the biggest one in Singapore in the world or something that was he was te- he was preaching at, and, and maybe he still is, I don't know. I, but um, anyway, just get back to this. But he, he uh, the one thing I was able to glean from some stuff he put out was he, he, he broke up the gifts and he said there was nine. And he broke them up into threes. He said there was the to say something, to do something, to know something. Okay. So when he said to say something, he meant prophecy, tongues, and to interpret tongues. And he's really talking about being a prophet in, in explaining how prophecy is from God. It's telling people through God what God's words are for them. And I mean, things that's, re- you know, because he, he believes those things are today. Okay. Okay. Tongues. He absolutely says you should you should be praying in tongues. You should be speaking in tongues and all that kind of stuff. But he also, but he also believes in the gift of to interpret those tongues. Um, to know something, he broke that down into the words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Mm-hmm. And he kind of said the word of wisdom was to kind of know about the future. And I'm I was really thinking, and, and it was so prophecy. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And words of words of knowledge was like know about the things in the present. So like if you came up and said, you know, you have, hey, I know you got this, 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 and 
do this. But I think both of those are related to prophecy a little bit. And he, he discernment, he was also talking about how you can know if there, he was, he actually mentioned knowing between an angel and a demonic presence or like seeing an angel, if that was really an angel or not. And that kind of thing. And then to do something was faith healing in the uh, working of miracles. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think faith healing, faith is like, and he, I think he explained this one actually pretty well. Like faith is like, he, like, no, you don't question or whether or not something is true or false. It's you just do because it's you, you have such your, since your gift is faith, you have such so much faith in it that it just, you just do it. Just you don't question it. it. Yeah. You don't question it. Right. But he, he was, this whole point of this was like, he talked about you must be covetous for these spiritual gifts. And that goes beyond just like wanting them. Coveting is like, you know, a, a, a different, a different level of that basically. And he was talking about how to activate these gifts. And it was like, you need to pray and like, you know, just, just try to speak in tongues when you're praying. And I don't know that that's what, so that's what, that's what he said. Um, And there, let me tell you this though. If you were to look for signs of wonders or healing gifts and stuff like that. I I was appalled by the number of like blatant, like televangelist type of nonsense when it came to that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, so this, and this is another reason why I'm kind of where I'm at. Most of the time when you see somebody running around trying to be sensational like that, there's a dollar sign attached to it. Absolutely. So that's a cautious thing for anybody who wants to, who cares about this kind of stuff. It's like, be aware there is a, they are trying to take advantage of people. Profit preaching. Yes. That's so, right. so and even if you go to YouTube and you try to search for videos about this stuff, it's like video after video about, you know, how do you, how do you get, it, it ties into the prosperity gospel. If you just order my oil and you sprinkle it on your head for eighty nine ninety five, you will be rich. It's pretty much that, dude. You believe me? Because my hair looks like a helmet that I could take off and on. It's Call so tight. Call this number now. Yeah. Donate this, and you'll be healed. Well, and I think the heartbreaking thing about that is, I think it's so surface because God tends to call things to the surface, right? Like, I mean, you take a lot of these current prosperity preachers who are they're just so shallow and and they and and it always seems that it's the prosperity preaching begins and then the fall happens <laughs> you know like uh, you know for you know i've heard prosperity gospel preachers make claims like christ is not the son of god or there's multiple ways yeah to know god yeah no like no, it's not just going through Jesus. Like you have you there's all these other ways. Or or Jesus wasn't holy until after the birth. He uh, Huh? Well, I, or, I, or 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 the the one that's like uh, gets me is like the the Muslim, the Jewish and the Christian God are all the same. Yeah, no. 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 Now you can argue about the Jewish, you know, but okay, they but they still didn't see. They didn't. They still don't recognize Jesus. So there's there's that. But well, here's and you know why they write because they were they were looking for the lion. Sure, they were. 
and and we got the lamb yeah. right so yeah all right brian um spiritual gifts man i mean we kind of ran through that you you uh got any final thoughts here buddy <laughs> you know you know I, what i would tell you to do is is you know pray first you know because if you don't recognize that you have a spiritual gift i do believe that god gives us all at least one spiritual gift something everybody does that yeah. is unique to yeah. us right so i would really encourage people to pray about your spiritual gift um and for people who are non-Christians and who question, you know, the existence of God, what I would say is um, good orating is not an inherited trait. Um, grace is not an inherited trait. Um, they are learned behaviors through Discipline time with God. And I think if you are a non-believer and you you sit down and you take a hard look at the, th the things that are going on in your life and where you are most gifted, not where you're most talented. Again, you might be a great, you know, hamburger bun maker. I, I, that doesn't really have anything to do with it, right? But if you have that unique ability to, to communicate with people or that unique ability to you know, give people insight. Think about why you have that, right? Because that's not an inherited trait. And think about the fact that that's your gift. And and if you really look at that and you really study, I think you'll find a unique aspect of that that might lead you down that road to realizing that that God is real, right? Like that 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 we are not crazy people who just show up and believe in the invisible dude. I mean, well, we, you know, I am crazy. You are a dude. I'm a dude, but you're a believer. I mean, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to find the positive in this Reggie, but anyway, you do it. Just, just think on it, right? Like this is something that we don't give a lot of thought to. Spiritual gifts don't usually take a lot of revving up. They're pretty, they're pretty natural to you. Yeah, I mean, but also, I mean, look, we we all been gifted for of something or another. Um, use it wisely, and then and uh, but don't be afraid to be skeptical. That's really my thing because I think there's more of the abuse of this stuff nowadays than you could you absolutely. So so it, it's it's so it's so important nowadays to be truthful and honest that we don't need that in the body of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So be skeptical. Do be due diligence. Whatever. That's okay. Investigate. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah. It's all right. You God should. gave us an inquisitive mind for a reason. Yep. We're free right? will. So, all right, man. That's all I got. Cool. All right. We're two guys. These are two chairs. These are two mics. Thank you. See you.